What is up, happy lifers? We are on the road today. You are road tripping with Steve-O, and I am super excited because we have a special guest today, and I am sitting with... I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Welcome to Happy Life Studios, Isaiah. Hey, thank you, Steve-O. Thank you for having me. Actually, I would say your kitchen table. Welcome to your kitchen table. <laughs> just, just after having some, uh, you know, some lunch at the Habit. Yeah, here. oh man. My wife's been telling me about this Habit burger place that she wants to go at, and then you're like, let's yes. go eat at the Habit let's, today. Let's I'm go. like, I am down. That was the money. There's no doubt about and it. you had a double char. You I, didn't just have a small no. char. You had a double. With cheese. Yes, that's right. We don't play. We don't play. We're down here in Southern California. And Isaiah is, is your name. Yes. But other people might know you as what? DJ Icy Ice. What up, what up, what up? This is Jay-Z cooling now with DJ Icy Ice, the funky Filipino. What it do, it's your boy Big Snoop Dogg in the mix with DJ Icy Ice Ice. DJ Icy Ice. DJ Icy Ice. Isaiah Ice, DJ Icy Ice. That's where you got your name from, right? They called you Isaiah, so it turned into Icy and then Icy Ice. and. Well, everyone was calling me Ice for short. And okay. so um, that, that was my nickname growing up. And then I just kind of added Icy when I got into the breakdancing and then into DJing eventually. So there's a lot of people that, that you know, they want, want to be a DJ or whatever, but you actually pulled it off. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've been a DJ for quite some time. And yeah, I was, I was a DJ back when it wasn't cool. I, be, I was a DJ when it was a fad. I was a DJ, uh, you know, all through and through. And, and now it's like a really cool thing to be a DJ. So you're a lifer then? I've been a lifer, yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> was it hard to make it into this market? Um, I mean, you know, like when, when I was doing it, it wasn't really a big thing. And you know, I just got into it because I, I saw some of my older neighbors get into it. And then I would listen to L.A. radio, and we had an, a, a radio station called K-Day, 1680 okay. K-Day on AM, oh, F- AM. AM yeah. dial. And it was through listening to this radio station. This was the very first radio station at this time back in, in the, the 80s. It was just here. You'd hear, like, just nothing but pop music on all the radio stations. Okay. Or then you'd have... You'd have uh, new wave or you'd have like alternative or different types of forms of music but this was the first station in america that was 24 hours hip-hop and then they were the first radio station that actually had djs that were mixing on the radio so that was a big influence on me and and that was one of the things that really got me into djing was hearing these djs on the air doing their thing wow that's pretty cool so when did you decide that's something that you would like to do well when I was when I was uh, doing it, it was just something that we were doing for fun. We were doing it right out of the garage. The DJ system would go from friend's house to friend's house, and we'd all take our turns. But okay. it was just something that we were doing for fun. Um, it wasn't until really, I, I think, maybe in my high school years that I said, huh, this might be something I can do because I was actually getting gigs and getting some money for it. 
Yeah. Wow. And then at the time, I in was, high school, you were making money doing this. In high school, yes. Wow. And I, I, I was working a job right, a, right around high school, working at the movie theaters, just being a, a little nice. usher, getting nice. the tickets and and you know giving the popcorn and all of that. But I would make more doing one gig, playing a gig. More than a, a week and a half, two weeks of wow. my whole paycheck of, wow. of uh, you know, being an usher. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was like, huh, I'd rather do the DJ thing. Right. Uh, you know, like, and, and no matter what I did, no matter what odd job that I, I did work, whether it was working at the movie theater or working at a store or whatever, it, you know, retail, I always, my mind and, and heart and soul was always on music and okay. I always wanted to just DJ. So okay. that's, that's, you know, right out of high school, I was just like, uh, let me just do the DJ thing rather than work anything else or right. do anything else. Right. So why music? What has music done for you? Where have you always been? You said you've always been kind of attracted to music. What does music do for you? Well, first off, I was raised in music. So I played instruments right off the bat, like from, from the age of five, I was playing violin. And then nice. I, I played saxophone all through middle school. Trombone and, at all? No, I played the saxophone. I'm a trombone player right I here. I was a saxophone, saxophone player. Saxophone is way cooler, way cooler than <laughs> trombone. Sorry, trombone players. <laughs> so, yeah, I was playing the saxophone. And then when I got introduced to the instrument of the turntable, I fell in love. Yeah. I fell in love with, yeah. with the, the turntable. And now what, what our listeners might not know about you is we think of DJ, we think of turntables. Of course, now you can buy them around the corner everywhere. But back yes. then, the turntables, I mean, I DJ too. I DJ'd uh-huh. at the largest roller skating rink in, in Minnesota, oh, right? Oh, nice. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I did. I was a DJ, but nothing <laughs> like you do. I, I wasn't spinning the records. I wasn't, you know, um, the whole deal. But you didn't just spin records. You were also a, a DJ on a radio station, weren't you? Yeah, so eventually I made my way into radio. So ironically, I met the guys that I, would, I was listening to on that, that K-Day radio station. Okay. I, I eventually met them. They were the mix masters. And when I finally met them, they were working under Easy E at the time when he was alive. Okay. And they used to do a radio show called Ruthless Radio, which was his record label, Ruthless wow. Records, okay. Ruthless Radio. All right. And uh, they were doing it on a radio station called 92.3, which was here in Los Angeles, The Beat. And um, they were the DJs for Easy E at that point. Okay. Uh, shortly after I had met them, Easy E had unfortunately passed away. And so they inherited the show, and they they took over. And they thought it would be cool to just bring on local guys and and give a chance to up and coming DJs. And so I was one of the first. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yes. And then you were DJing, and in fact, um, I'm looking at your office right now, and you've got records going everywhere because you used to have a record store too. I did. Right? Yes. Back in the day, of course, if you had that now, it'd probably be worth. <laughs> I would guess millions if you had it now, but you had to get rid of your records and got rid of a lot of the everything. records. Yes, but in your when you took me through your office, it was like you got records, gold, platinum, silver. I mean, you've got Snoop Dogg up there, you got <laughs> Usher up there, you got Biggie, you got. Did you have Puff Daddy too? Yeah, Puffy. Uh, yeah, Most Def. All all of these different artists. But yeah, these are those are called record plaques, or those are plaques awarded to people that help with the project. And so me being in radio at that time and me being in 92.3, I was heard by millions. And anytime I played a record or I played that record multiple times, it would definitely help drive record sales. So yeah, they, they gave it to me along with key DJs around the nation that, that helped with their project. So let me ask you a question. I got a reason for it. So how did that make you feel when they would give you one of those plaques? I mean, you weren't the producer, 
you didn't make that record, but how did that make you feel when they gave you a plaque? Oh, it was an awesome feeling. I, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't directly involved in the project of creating the record or producing the record, but I was on the, the end of marketing it and helping it be heard by millions. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, getting one of those things were very special. The one thing that I like about that is on, on the one side, you had to feel a part of it when they gave you that thing because you were a part of it. Yes. I mean, they made you feel a part of their team because you were playing their stuff on the radio. Definitely. They didn't have to give you that, that plaque or whatever, you know, but it's not like that. It's, it's pretty impressive to have those plaques. Those plaques would be worth a lot if you try to sell them. But when it comes to actual making them, they're not that, that expensive to make. But the fact yes. that they included you and said, you're part of our team, that had to make you feel pretty good. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that, that was a, a, a great feeling, a special feeling, really, because on my end, I'm just playing records. I'm playing music. <laughs> you're doing what you're called to do. I'm called to You're doing what you're made yes. to do, what your job is to do, right? Yes. And sometimes that's what all heroes do, though. You talk to all the heroes today. You talk to a Mother Teresa. She'd tell you she's just doing what she's supposed to do. She's not a hero, right? We've talked about that in other podcasts before. Mm -hmm. And you're just doing your job. But for them to acknowledge you, right, and admit that, thank you for playing my stuff. Wow. I mean, that yes. just it's like, the, it's like the donut shops giving cops free donuts. You know they're going to be <laughs> hanging out in your parking lot all the time, you know. Well, the same is true with. I mean, I imagine you'd want to play their records more if all of a sudden they're giving you the stuff, you know. And I Definitely. think that's a key to happy life. Yes. Not only living it, but helping somebody else live it by giving out those plaques, for lack of a better term. You know, find people that, that are a part of you being happier. And that could be as much as the, the, the lady that gave us a habit burger today. Yeah. Made my, she made my life happy today. That habit burger did it. If they yes. went back there cooking it. You know, definitely the barista of the day. I went to the library and recorded a, a podcast and I talked about you on the podcast and said, I'm hoping I can get a interview out of icy ice. And, and, but the lady that gave me the, the coffee, right? Yes. She made my day. So, and like today, when I opened up a door for somebody, my plaque was, I opened a lady was coming out of the library and so I opened up the door for her and she says, thank you. And for the first, I, I just said, you're worth it. And then just went back in. So she didn't think I was trying to hit on her or anything. And she was like, oh, that's super nice. And I thought that was kind of like a little plaque, like saying, you're yes. valuable. You're worth it. You're... That's your recognition. That's, yeah. you. that's, that's, that's uh, something that makes you feel good. Yes. And, and makes them feel good. and makes me feel good that they feel good. And it just keeps going round and round. And I think when we Definitely. recognize somebody, you know, so that's all those guys. They didn't have to. They were big time by this point. They went gold. Mm -hmm. That's why they have the plaque. They went platinum, whatever. Yes. Why give it to you? Because they're smart. You know, and I just think that we could live life that way, you know? Yes. Definitely. Now, I've got about three or four podcasts I want to do with you. So I'm hoping <laughs> down the road we can do that. And I've known you for quite a while, you know? Yes. Um, but I, I, I knew you for the longest time, and I didn't even know that you were a DJ. Um, but where I first met you was at a wedding. Yes. And we were getting married. No, just kidding. So um, <laughs> there was a, there's a church down here in Southern California that mm -hmm. became like my family, yes. you know? And I had been doing so much speaking at the church and the retreats that the young adults really liked me. And there was a period there um, where, man, I was getting massive airline miles because <laughs> all these young adults were getting married. Like if in one year, there was like three or four or five of them that were getting married. And, and you were marrying them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were asking me to marry them. Yes. And so I, I became a Mormon. And so I could have that many. <laughs> no, they asked me to, to perform their wedding, which, and you know, the coolest part about that is, their youth pastor and their senior pastor are very good friends of mine, you know, yes. but they didn't have a problem with me performing the young adult's wedding and they let me do it. That was a plaque for me. 
Yeah, that well, they let a, me. That's you know, definitely a plaque. They would yes. fly me down, and and I make weddings fun. I'll tell you that. You know, I make them happy. <laughs> but you, not like you do, you make weddings fun too, because afterwards you DJ the dances. Yeah, so I DJ the dances. It's my role, or that's my job to just set the tone, set the set the mood, set the environment, and uh, make everybody happy through music. And boy, did you ever! Because I'm growing up, I'm a PK. I'm a problem kid. I mean, preacher's kid. Okay. <laughs> and um, I couldn't go to movies. Um, I, I I couldn't play cards. I mean, I'm, that's how old I am. I remember mm-hmm. when all that was a sin, but yes. <laughs> obviously we, we got a little bit overzealous on a lot of stuff, you know, but dancing was one of them. Oh, you don't do mm-hmm. dancing. You you can't dancing. Dancing is wrong. You know, it could, it could lead to holding hands or something, you know, and we, we didn't <laughs> holding dance. Hands. You know, as a, as growing up, I never understood that, yes. you know, because the Bible is full of the dance. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I came down and, and I watched one of your dances, and this is probably going to seem really weird to you, but I'd sit on the edge of the dance and I would cry. Really? Yeah, cry. My heart was so warm. I'm feeling goosebumps now talking about it. I enjoy watching people, and I enjoy watching people connect. I enjoy watching them be happy. Um, but when they're out there dancing, and, man, the music is bumping, and you pick – it wasn't – you don't do cheesy stuff at all, man. You're, and they're out there dancing, and they're having a blast. I'm like, this is what we should be doing. The level of joy that was in that room. And I'm watching old dancers, the young. In fact, one of your mm-hmm. dances, it was quite awkward. One of the older ladies, I'm just standing there watching. Next thing you know, she grabs me and pulls me out on the floor. <laughs> so not only did I think dancing was, you know, when I was a kid, but let alone dance with someone you didn't know. And we're right. just out there dancing. And then when the, when the dad would dance with the daughter and the mom would mm-hmm. dance with the son, oh, forget about that. It was over. I would definitely ball during those. But I, I, dan- I balled during the... The Cupid Shuffle. I balled during that because <laughs> all that joy, all that happy was just, it was contagious. Yes. Do you find that a lot when you go places and, you know, when you're DJing? Well, I find that I, I love to uplift spirits. I love to just get everybody excited yeah. and, and into the music and into the mood. And there's something about DJing, just like you preaching, um, just by the, the, the things that you say, it's, it's the music that I play that, yeah. you know, we, we affect people that way. Yeah. And it's, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, we're both messengers, right? Both messengers. And you're using music, and I'm using speaking. Yes. Now, in some of my speaking, I use music too. In fact, I just got done recording a song for our mutual friend. He's yes. a, a principal, vice principal at a middle school, so we did a song for him. Nice. But I use some music, and you use some speaking, and your DJ use some speaking, but you rely more on music. I rely more on the speaking, but we both use both. But the point is yes. we got a message, and we're getting it out there. And Definitely. your message is more than just the lyrics of the song. It was the whole atmosphere, yeah. you know? And sometimes we focus on the message, on just the words, but we don't focus on the whole point behind it yeah i mean well it, it's 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 all about creating that vibe that energy uh, that that mood and yeah. that happy feeling ultimately yeah. and i think in life we should be focused on that too yes. sometimes we just focus on well i just tell the truth i'm just telling them the truth mm-hmm. yeah but you're missing the whole environment you right. know it's how you tell them the bible talks about speaking the truth in love you know yes and a spoonful of sugar Makes the medicine go down, you know? <laughs> and if we spend as much time on that, the environment, the connecting, mm-hmm. like if I come to you and I just want to tell you something, but all of a sudden I'm picking up, boy, you're feeling down or you're, or you're feeling super spastic today. Yes. I need to change my communication tactic with you. And I just think yes. we'd have a happier internet out there. We'd have a happier world out there. So it isn't just about telling people your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's about creating this environment. You know, it's about making somebody happy 
you know, and exactly. getting happier too. In yes. fact, the teamwork that we're even doing now is like, I'm taking all these, I have all these like little one minute clips on, you know, encouraging thoughts just for the day, you know, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I need some help with the music. And I do this for the blast.fm. They're, they're an app. They're also an internet. You can go there to the blast.fm and you'll hear me several times a day on that, but they use their music. And then my, my, our mutual friend said, you should, you should go check out icy. And I, so I came to you and you said, well, yeah, I'd love to try to help you out and, and talking to some of your friends and I don't know where it's going to go yet, but the fact that now we're teaming up, you know, and mm-hmm. you're not as much on the radio as before because you said radio's yes. changed, you know. Radio's definitely changed. And I asked you if you missed it. <laughs> I do. I do miss it a lot. And so I was like, well, then what if we reinvent something? You know, yes. let's get back out there. We might be able to, I'm not saying we go buy a radio station, but I'm saying let's take that same kind of environment and just retweak it to whatever it is today. I'm not even sure what that looks like, but, you know, you be the music, I be the voice. Man, we could make, you know, a really cool team to spread a message. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So, well, that's that's what we're after, though. Yeah. And exactly. to, to affect and make everybody happy, ultimately. Yeah. And nobody does it better than you, I see. Uh, your stuff, man. And I haven't seen all of your stuff. I, I wish I could go to your gig tomorrow night. You're doing a gig tomorrow night until like 2 in the morning, and then yes. you're driving across from from L.A. area all the way out to east of L.A., and you're driving there, you get done at 2, and then you start another early morning, like a conference for a bunch of (laughs) teenage girls, right? They have you doing, I'm like, who in the world? Courageous conference. Oh, my goodness. Who in the world has a DJ at 8 o'clock in the morning? But you're doing it. I'm doing it. And you wouldn't, you're doing it because you, it's not just about the money for you. You wouldn't be doing, I'm sure you're not even getting a lot, a Christian conference for a bunch of teenage girls. You know, you're probably not. You know, you're probably making a lot more on Friday night. You already have a gig Friday night. You probably don't need to do Saturday, but you're probably not doing Saturday morning because of the money. No, I do it because I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm being called to do it. Yeah. These uh, these event organizers see me at other conferences and they like what I do there, so they want me to bring that same type of vibe, energy, music. Yeah. And uh, you know, do it for their conference. Yeah. How do they say it? If you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. You know, <laughs> and I love that because you have skills and, it's, but it's just not about work for you. It's about creating an environment, helping people live a happier life, helping people and what you do, man, nobody does it better. You know, if somebody wanted to book you, what, where would they go? Do you have a web page? Do you have some info? They get a Facebook page. Yeah. Or? Yeah. I have a website. It's called icyicemusic.com so it's icyice music.com or you can find me on all the social media platforms at DJ Icy Ice well, at DJ Icy Ice okay that's cool excellent so I'm so glad that you you came on and, and let me interview you today um, thank you for I can't wait me. to get some more <laughs> interviews with you yeah it's my honor it's my privilege honestly um, is there anything that you would like to tell those that are listening before we sign out, I'll let, I'll let you take us out. I mean, I think, I think you, you, you ended it perfectly with, uh, you know, just us ultimately making people happy. But yeah. I think to just kind of cap it off with, uh, with anything that you do in life, whether you're a janitor or you're a computer person or you're in fashion or you're in sales or you're in the medical field or you're doing any kind of service, your service to the world is to make people happy through what you do. And and I think what we're conveying in today's message is as long as you do something that you truly love and that you're truly passionate about and this is what you're called to do, definitely do it to the best of your ability and you'll make people happy ultimately. Yeah. Well said. Thanks, Icy Ice. Thanks, Isaiah. Thank you, steve I appreciate it very much. Someone, someone happy and you. 
will be happy too. Thanks for listening. I hope that helps. Base.